Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Deep in the woods of Eastern Europe lies a bunker lost to time. A group of backpackers are driven off their path and into the claws of a long-forgotten evil. There will be death, blood, and explosions in The Bunker of the Lost. Starring Chris, Becca, and Tillman. You can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore BTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, where you can find a link to our Discord. Enjoy the following slasher flick. Welcome everyone to Slasher Flick Bunker of Lost. So for this game, we are going to have Chris, Becca, and Tillman. So, right now, you guys are playing a group of backpackers somewhere in Northern Europe. Don't worry about where. It's not important. It's north. All you need to know is north of the, of the city of, in the country of, where the events of We Are Being Hunted took place. And if you haven't heard of that, you won't get this reference, so too bad for you. No, go listen to it. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm not, no, I'm not. I don't care if they listen to it or not. I'm, doing, I'm taking a stand here, all right? I am taking a stand. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to start. Just introduce your characters. You're walking along a trail when you notice a mudslide came across the uh, the uh, trail you're going through. You know, it's it's been raining a lot the last couple of days, and so you know it's all muddy. Clouds are hanging over the sky, making it all gray. So you have to turn off and go deeper into the forest. So introduce your characters, starting with Tillman. So uh, I picked. Indifferent town official as my primary. I'm, uh, I'm playing Lance Shainer. I'd say he's um, like in his mid 50s. Mm, he tries to keep fit. He was a tennis player in his youth. Now he's a backpacker uh, because it's not as well, not as hard on his knee- kneecaps and elbows and everything. This is a new area for him. He likes to travel around, you know. Uh, he's never been in the town of. In the country of or in in this woods area backpacking but he greatly enjoys the company of rex reese my second character hard as coach who keeps everyone motivated and says pussy a lot he's talking about cats ironically enough he's a big cat enthusiast (laughs) please don't let me have them talk among uh, themselves so don't worry about it (laughs) someone else introduce their characters Oh, come on. Okay, Becca, now so, introduce. Yeah, so you see a older woman who's probably late 50s, maybe early 60s, and she has, her hair's very obviously dyed, and it was, like, really dark at one point, but she dyed it to have, like, the red kind of undertones, but it just ends up looking fairly bad. And she has all these crystals and lots of rings on her fingers. And she's like bending down, looking at the mudslide, kind of like touches it and goes, hmm, I foresee a lot of trouble in our future. This old man who's standing by her, who's looks like he's about 70 years old, white guy, hasn't sh- shaved in a few days, has like a flannel shirt tucked into some green chinos with like work boots and has a deer hunter's hat on, looks at you and is like, that mud there, that mud just ain't right. That mud comes from evil. Nazi type evil, I heard evil, ma'am. My name is Madam Jinx, thank you very much. My name's Morgan Fairchild. Morgan Fairchild, and that mud is evil. 
don't go into those dark woods where it's evil with Nazi evilness. You said Nazi, and I all of a sudden was just like, uh... It's evil. Legend goes around these parts at in the very roots, in the very granular sand and mud that you hold in your fingers right there. Evil awaits you. Evil awaits its outcome. That evil always does. Okay, now <laughs> on to the other characters played by Becca and Chris. <laughs> you see a man, he's leaning against a tree. He has tight jeans on, tucked into some black combat boots. He has a black leather jacket on that's unzipped with a white wife beard underneath where you catch a little glimpse of his dark chest hair. He has a long black hair and a ponytail, and he has a little bit of a beard, like a month's growth of beard, and he has mirrored sunglasses on. He's smoking a cigarette, and he's just looking at the scene in front of him as he takes a drag. And he goes back to leaning against the tree. You hear whispers around the group of him being the man as he sits there and smokes a cigarette. But no one ever seems to move. He just always seems to be standing against something, smoking a cigarette. My last character is Kristen Boyle. And she is a blonde, platinum blonde, cowboy-loving chick. She's got cowboy boots, cut-off Daisy Dukes, and clearly... A, uh, a crop top to go with. And she's like really getting into it and being super excited about backpacking um, and, and probably trying to hang out a little bit with Rex. But his macho ness tends to be like, she just tries to go with it, but not so, like, doesn't really work for her. I'm just picturing like this gray, drizzly, overcast day, and then there's just someone in Daisy Dukes and I cut off top. <laughs> <laughs> There's evil in those woods. Evil. Nazi evil. <laughs> this old man. Well, I have so, to say, I don't think the Nazis ever traveled this far into the countryside. What do you know about evil, son? As he, Morgan slowly walks up, and you can smell like B.O. and like alcohol coming off his breath. I've lived with that for decades now. Yeah, My- and I have studied politology. What <laughs> What does that have to do with evil and Nazis? And I tell you, you go forth in those woods right there, son. Nothing good lays ahead. Nothing good lays ahead. And he's just, his eyes are all bugged out. You have sufficiently creeped out Kristen. She's like, well, maybe we should just head back. The man just takes a drag of a cigarette. Rex is like loudly uh, stepping forward. Yeah. Head back, we're barely getting started, you amateurs. And he punches the man like uh, in the shoulder, like playfully, but it hurts. <laughs> also, we're in the middle of a forest. You could start a forest fire. It's very irresponsible. Man up, soldier. The man spits in his hand and puts out a cigarette right in front of him in his hand, throws it at his tennis shoe, and his, turns and walks off into the forest. Okay, so... <laughs> Is that what you call a hike? Be quiet. You, um, the storyteller's talking. The the director, I'm talking right now. You all head into the woods. You know, again, the sunlight quickly leaves you behind as as the woods grow thick. You're watching along, you know, there's condensation and dewdrops all over the place. It's cold, it's damp. And as you get closer, you see something up in the trees. I'd say, Ollie, just give me one, uh, Brains check each to see if you can make it. Make out what's in the trees. 
One per character, you mean? Just one each, one per player. You can pick whichever uh, character has the highest uh, brains. Uh, I'm using Rex then, and here's normal. Is that 48? Yes. Okay. Any positive qualities that will help him notice things? Okay, nope. then. Nope. Okay, then. Can I use the old man who has know the lay of the land as a positive quality? I'll take that, yes. Okay. Your craziness lets you in- gives you insight. I have a pair of ones. Triple ones. I have no successes. Becca, you, who who just who was your character you, you, you picked? I, I rolled Jinx rolled. Okay, so Jinx. She using her psychic powers, she feels around in the air for the manifestations of energy, and she and she discovers that up in like a up wedge up like the into like a crevice of a nearby tree is a like a the leg of of a deer carcass. How peculiar, as Madame Jinx kind of like closes her eyes and holds a hand to her forehead and she's like quite literally feeling the air. Ah, and then she like slowly makes her way to that tree where the deer's leg and she like looks up at it and she goes, oh my, that doesn't look like it should be there. Oh my God, it's true. The prophecy is coming true. It's true. And I just turn around, look at the group. The old man, his eyes are all bugging out again. Okay, so you have a prophecy. Give me that prophecy. There was a tale about Nazis. Nazis who grew wings and would fly around the forest and ticket innocent deers of their life. It's true. I told you it's true. It's my job to tell you all. You just hear Zippo click and you hear, and the Zippo closes again. And the man takes a drag of his next cigarette as he leans against the tree. I say the Nazis are just around the corner. There's only one solution to this. Only one solution. You stop and you turn around and you don't follow down this path that I'm going down. So, yeah. So, I'm, uh, everyone just ignores the crazy, the man rambling about the Nazis <laughs> with wings as they head deeper into the forest. So, you continue on for, uh, I'd say, about another, like, an hour. And then you you see more and more like bits of like dead deer, like you know, cases like a leg here or there, antlers up in the trees somewhere. It's starting to get eerie. And then uh, who who be in the front? The man, of course. All right, and, and Rex, <laughs> and Kristen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and the old man. I'm joking. <laughs> All the meat shields, the secondary characters. <laughs> all right, so, all right, so <laughs> no, mine's a primary character though. He's walking in front. So the people, so the, the people in front, give me a uh, what was it? Um, finesse. That's a finesse. Does spry count? Yes. Okay. Would graceful be useful in this? I'll say yes. And athletics. Fine, you get a two. Everyone gets a bonus die. You get a bonus die. You get a bonus die. Hey, throw some genre points all around it. Let's go. I got one success. Okay, yeah, you get some genre points for your prophecy. All right, thank you. And I got one success. Yeah, same. Pair of stones. I got a pair of fours. All right, so with... You all got a successes, so that means you don't fall into the uh, hole that that comes up in front of you on the trail. So yeah, you 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 stop yourself just right at the, like, the lip of this like like hole that you find. It's like a, a hole that's a concrete bunker, and it's overgrown with like leaves and bushes and stuff. 
So yeah, the group sort of like congregates around this thing. You you can see like you know bits of like concrete peeking out of the ground here and there, and they see like a, what looked like we thought was a hill beforehand. It's more of the bunker around it. You see the man. He kneels down. You see hear the jeans like creak a little bit because they're a little too tight. And he looks down the bunker and he like takes off his sunglasses. He puts them in his jacket pocket and he just stares down intently. You see as these really clear blue eyes and you see him grunt. <clears throat> Rex leans down suddenly and like jerks the man around his shoulders like yeah scared you little can, bitch can the man <laughs> he punches him in the shoulder again <laughs> can the man do like a judo throw on Rex like like see if we can do a judo throw like he punches him he catches him off guard he's like, like that give me a brawn check to see if you want to do that for real all right gentlemen uh, no fighting you hear Lance shouting from the back I have cunning fighter can, can that count Yes, actually. A pair of fives. This is just... opposed? Yeah, if you want to fight it off, you have to go roll your own. Uh, yeah, Bron. Uh, can I use weightlifter? <laughs> no. Is the man trying to throw Rex into the hole, or is he just throwing him around the place? No, he's just like throwing him by the hole. You know what I mean? Like he okay. goes to punch him and he's like, and it's more like a reactionary, like he's lived a life of danger, you know? <laughs> and then okay. when he has him like his through him and he has like a karate chop pose, like and he has this like ridge of his hand on his neck, then he realized for a second, and maybe I'd say Kristen even sees like him for a second, like snap out of it, and he looks down at the man and he just lets him go and he like puts back on his sunglasses and he starts making his way towards the hole like he wants to go down it. Oh, yeah. Now you're showing your real power. Good moves. Keep it up. And somebody <laughs> lend me a hand. <laughs> you see the old man come up and he like grabs <laughs> grabs you, uh, sticks out his hand. He's like, come here, young man. Come here. I believe this is a genuine Nazi World War II bunker. I'm actually in my 60s, but <laughs> my <laughs> workout routine, my excellent uh, nutrition uh, plan has kept me very lively. <laughs> okay, now I'm just picturing your, your act, the actor playing the old man is just like he's clearly like in his 40s, but he's got like bad dye in his hair to make him look older. Hey, do I get a do I get a point, genre point for doing my judo throw? Yes, you get okay. a genre point for the judo throw, and <laughs> Tillman gets a point for the you at least your true power line. <laughs> so the old man stops for a second. And he's like, "How many of you are music fans?" There's a legend about the town of and the country of and how a man of fine prestige disappeared. But there was a song that he wrote called Bunker Buster. You ever hear that song? It was written by a man named Brian Brule. And I don't think that's a coincidence at all. And as soon as you say Brian Brule, Jinx kind of like fawns a little bit. Oh, my. Yes, he's such a good singer. And you see off on the, like, you guys can see the silhouette of the bunker entrance or the hole. And you see the man, his silhouette, not the mention of Brian Brule. You see his shoulders slump a little bit as if he's struck by sadness before he makes his way down. Okay, so the man goes down to the hole. Does I'm guessing he has a flashlight, otherwise he's... Of course. I mean, he's prepared for everything. Did I just show that? With my sick <laughs> judo moves. Okay, so he he flashes you know flashes his light around, and you know in the immediate hole, this is it's just like overgrown with like bits of dirt and stuff all over the place. But then as the light go around, the, move the light around, you see like a bunch of old you know like t- uh, desks and chairs. It's 
it's very moldy, dusty. A lot of the stuff is falling apart, but you could definitely see like on the, on the wall, there's an old Nazi flat, like symbol drawn on it. You see for a second, he stares. If you could look through his sunglasses, you would see a look of disgust as he pulls out his Zippo and lights another marble red from his pack. And as he smokes, looking around the office, waiting for the others to come down. Kristen will actually join the man very, very quickly um, and look around the room with him. And like as she's touching some of the desks and she's like, I'm, I don't I don't think we should we should probably head back. I, this place is giving me the creeps. There's a no point right there. That is an legal symbol right here. I will need to confiscate that. <laughs> Does anyone have a camera? We need to take some pictures for evidence. You see a camera fly through the air from the direction of the man as it lands perfectly in your hands. <laughs> as he just leans against the wall, smoking a cigarette with one foot propped up on the wall. That's a genre point for that. <laughs> Stop trying so hard and so hard. <laughs> Give people other chance. <laughs> Okay, so do you t- uh, so yeah, yeah, you take the pictures and give me a break. Uh, who's taking the pictures? Is it Lance? Yeah, that's Lance. So yeah, you take a picture and give me a brain check as you look over the ones you take. Uh, does well-educated apply here? No. A pair of eights. Okay, so yeah, you, as you're looking through the pictures to make sure you took good ones, you notice in the corner, like near a, you know, near a doorway that leads deeper into the bunker, you see what looks like a pair of eyes in the illuminated in, like, in the darkness. Okay, like a cat uh, calls? Yeah, like, you know, like, like an animal's reflected eyes. Okay. Oh, would you look at that? I didn't even see it. I probably caught it like a raccoon on camera or a cat. The man just quickly looks in the direction. This head movement all communicating his how startled he is. You know, in my town, we once had a problem with a youth group that was like painting uh, swastikas all over the streets. That was a real bummer. Or it could have been Nazi occultists. Nazi occultists are all over the place. There's a legend about little children who came from Nazi genetic experiments that run around the world, causing distress and dismay. I heard they even built bunkers where flying Nazis would take their deers they caught and sacrifice them to the dark Nazi god himself, Hitler. Okay, genre point. But stop coming. Stop coming up with your own movies. If you want to run us off of the game, you do that. Do it on your own time. I don't have the skills, man. I'm too intimidated. You're doing one right now, basically. It's easy to make up shit. Just be like, dear Nazis, <laughs> I saw <a> vision. <laughs> okay, so. I like how everyone else is just ignoring what the old man says. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, who, who's the first one to head deeper into the doorway th- after the uh, animal? I'll need- give you a genre point for it. The man will. I, I thought the man was going, yeah. Yeah, the man ah, will go. Okay. Note to self, kill off the man soon. Okay, anyway. But- <laughs> So yeah, the man goes further into like the doorway. It's you know, it's still it's dark. As you see, like we like roots are starting to, like peek through the walls and the ceiling as like tr- like vegetation has grown over the structure. And you hear like it sounds like chittering from like not, not quite. It's actually from outside. You hear like the bird st- stuff. Sounds like animals uh, leave you. You leave that behind from the hole as you get deeper and it's just it goes quieter and quieter. The man's going to communicate by his stance. He's going to stop, and his arms are going to go out like this. He's going to listen, like like almost like flash dance. But he's like, 
all mysterious. He stops, he listens, and he keeps moving on slowly. <laughs> all right, so do you leave the group behind? I'm going to turn and look for a second, just quietly, and I'm going to be like, I'm just going to wait. Like, I'm waiting for someone to join me. Yeah, Kristen is intrigued by the man's mysteriousness, and she will actually, like, I, I'm assuming leaving the rest of the group kind of look back at them and then see where he's going and then wants to follow the man. He'll stick his hand out like Patrick Swayze and Dirty Dancing as he waits for her. Okay, Kristen, so... Kristen takes his hand. And then he does that thing where he, like, turns and walks, but he still keeps her behind him by, like, holding her hand. Sound <laughs> a point for both of you for going along with that. <laughs> so the two of you head off deeper into the bunker. And... You know, you find that as you deeper you go in, there's you see like more like you see like some words written on like the walls and stuff, like very f- faded paint and like arrows pointing this different stuff, all written in like German. So you, the deeper you go in, and are you going to try, are you trying to go anywhere in particular? You're just wandering around. Well, the man would like to see if he could try to. Does he know anything from the writing, like what it says? Uh, give me a. Brains check to see if he knows German. Chris, Kristen can do this too if she wants to. Oh, Kristen most certainly does not know German. <laughs> she would stop and be like, do you know what that says? And there's a moment where the man is trying to concentrate and read and he got no successes. And you just see like he <sighs> breathes out in defeat. And you see there's a moment where he takes out something out of his inside of his leather jacket pocket. And he unfolds it a little bit, but you can't quite see what it is, but it looks like a picture. And you see him click a flashlight and he looks at the picture and he just goes, and he closes the picture again and he like puts it back in. And he- <laughs> <laughs> I, I got, you, you make me want to give you a sound punch for everything you do, but I, <laughs> st- stop being so good. <laughs> oh, well, shit. This is the first time I think you've ever complimented me in my life, Quinn, and I'm never going to forget this. <laughs> um. The man. How far back is the rest of the group? I'd say they're far enough back that you you will wander so far, and you don't you don't really hear them anymore. So I'll say you, you find yourself in like a room with like a bunch of old. What you, you think it used to be like beds and bunks. You know, it's very dusty. Probably if you touch one of them, they just crumble away at your touch. He's gonna get on his knees and touch, or get like crouched, not get on his knees and touch one, and then he's gonna take his hand back and smell it. He's going to look at the doorway. He's going to take off his glasses. He's going to walk to the door. And he's just, he's doing this the whole time, I'm sure, while Chris is like just watching him. And he like puts his hands on the frame of the door and he sticks his head out and he looks both ways. And he turns and looks at you and he pushes his sunglasses down to the bridge of his nose so he can get eye contact with you. And he motions you to go get the others and bring them forward. Bring them forward with us. And she's she's very clearly disappointed by this because she had assumed that they were going <laughs> off somewhere to like you know oh oh no do just some like, <laughs> out and whatnot. In case you couldn't tell by his dark mysterious ways, he's obviously a man on a mission, so he has no time for some hanky panky. Now, if you make it to the end and I do accomplish my mission, what my life is, we definitely can leave it to the post credits for people to kind of put together what happened without you know us having to communicate like every great slasher movie, you know, but. Dude, you don't. Oh gosh, you don't get what Kristen's supposed to be, man. <laughs> like, I know, I get it's it. It's just the animal magnetism of the man. <laughs> it's the man. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on from that weird ass discussion, <laughs> Kristen goes back. She you know heads back to the uh, group, 
And then the man, he, he hears something moving as soon as she leaves. Which, which direction is it coming from? He has his hands up in like karate chop poses. So he, he hears, it sounds like, like, like the click or something. Like, like from outside? Something. It's, yeah, you can't really tell. It sounds like it's coming from multiple places at once. You hear like a clicking from like. Oh, fuck no. Oh, no, 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 no. He takes out his little travel boombox Walkman that he has and it's clipped to the side of his belt. He puts it on the table and he hits play on the tape. And uh, the, you're the best around from the Karate Kid theme song comes on like right in the middle of the verse, and he just takes off his leather jacket and he has his wife beater on and he just takes a karate fucking stance. He's sitting there waiting and he's like doing the power stance where he's like shaking his fist like he's ready to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so he, 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 he's, he's, got, he's got his fists up and here like the more like the clicking intensifies as like he, 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 he as, like, starts to surround all around him, even through the music. Then it gets closer and closer, and then he he notices that this, this is about that time he notices that there's not a lot of dust on the floor anymore. It's like a lot of feet have gone through here a lot. And then he then something like tries to take out his his ankles. Give me a finesse check. Can I use spry? Yes. Okay, so we'll say spry. Uh, pair of twos. All right, so. You get it's a somewhat success. I'll say like yeah, you feel like your boots get scratched up a bit, and you feel like a prick as you know something almost you know scratches you, but very slightly. And then you like you you hop up on like a nearby table that somehow doesn't break under your weight. What is it that like attacked me? You can't. You look around. You can't see. You can just see like the scurrying is all around you now. You, if if you, it's too dark for you to make out, like you, you see like shapes. Every time you turn your flashlight around, you see like a just a hint or something moving out of. I'm gonna. I'm going to ask a question, story uh, director. Okay. How much, how much does it cost to spend my uh, – how many genre points does it cost to get something? I remember there's a thing where – Yeah, you, you, it'll cost you three genre points to ha- see what – just bring out something you need. Okay, so I have – as I reach – and I'm going to spend my three genre points. I reach into my pockets and I pull out those things they have – ninjas have where they throw them on the ground and they do little explosions – Smoke they, bombs? No, nah, kind of like smoke bombs, but they have a little bit of oomph to them. So there's something on the ground that like it'll pop tires and shit. It has like it's like blackjacks, but like you know what I mean? Just something like like throw it down. It could hurt something crawling around the floor or okay. Caltrops, I think. That's what Yeah, yeah, called. yeah. So he just like pulls them out and he just like whoosh, like throws them on the ground over dramatically. And I'm gonna throw them on there and to like see if I hurt something that's on the ground. Okay, so as you throw them in the mouth there, you you hear like uh, something screech. And then next thing you know, something leaps onto your back. Give me a brawn check. Can I use Cunning Fighter? Yes. Okay. Pair of threes. All right. So, yeah, with pair of threes, that's just, yeah, again, like you, your back is stretched up because you just got a wife beater on. Yeah. But that, that is still enough. You, you like, you know, you, you basically you do like a, a wrestling move. You just lean back and you just slam it into the ground. Nice. Between your back and the ground. And the, you know, the thing screeches and it just it squirms out from underneath you and runs off. I'm going to do a somersault into the out through the front door into the hallway and then karate power stance towards the door. All right. So now you have two survival points. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, what does just, that mean? What does that, that it those, means that you can fail two more times in the kill oh, yeah. scene before you die. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to roll like just, I'm gonna, not even like somersault, but I'm going to like just like leap forward and then roll and then like come out from the power stance facing the door. Hoping that ditzy chick gets the fucking people so I can have some help here, but you don't know what motivates now, the man. <laughs> okay, so you hear again, you hear the scurrying, and then 
Give me one more finesse check to see if you can get out of the way of the debris that falls out, about to fall on your head. Can you spry again? <laughs> yes. Oh, I love you, Quinn. You've been super nice to me today. Thank you. A pair of ones. <laughs> That's not good. Can I use my survival points? Since this is your primary, you will not lose your survival points. You still have two. Okay. So yeah, that's en- enough. Basically, the debris, you know, like the above you, like the uh, the ceiling crumbles a bit as something, as it like the, mo- the mortar and the concrete just give away, and you dodge just out of the way in time as like the scattering so finally retreat back from the sunlight. Uh oh, the scattering from the sunlight. I look up like I had a realization, but I do it like power stance way. Like my hands go out to my side and my neck arches up as I look up, and then I just slowly like push my sunglasses up as I look out into the sunlight. I look back at the door and this this smirk comes across my face. Back now back to the main group, finally. <laughs> Kristen comes up from the hallway and sees the rest of everybody just I guess talking, looking at stuff. And the the man wanted us to come down, but I don't remember where he is. Maybe we should split up and look for him. Two genre points for that. <laughs> Kristen. I was just mentioning to the rest of the group, but you were away. You look like a strong-willed young woman with big plans. Have you considered investing into private life insurance? Sounder point. <laughs> You're going to need it when you die in this accursed bunker. Your family's going to need it. Your and siblings are going to need it. Your lands like mouth, mouths to Kristen. Please take me away from these lunatics. Okay, let's just go to the men. <laughs> With that, Kristen will uh, take, you said it was Lance? Yes. She'll take Lance's hands and they'll walk, not the hallway that she came down, they'll walk down a completely different. Shout a point for that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so we're going to follow Kristen and Lance as you head down the uh, hallway. You go, you're going along, and eventually, again, again, it's similar, like as I said before, it, you know, trees, roots all over the place. And then you find that you find yourselves in like this almost, you find, you find like the opens up a bit, and you find yourself in like a, what looked like an old truck depot. You see like a bunch of old trucks and stuff, like they're basically just rusting away in their spots, like a few old barrels of stuff long it's just empty now just everything is it's just a whole big tetanus playground whoa do you think any of these trucks still work shout a point for that uh i don't know but maybe we can find out <laughs> that's a genre point too <laughs> so who who which one of you gets decides to try out the horribly rusty old trucks first uh lance like uh puts up the hood of the engine compartment and like looks inside. Give me a brains check. Ooh, somebody who knows vehicles. I like a knowledgeable man. Give you a genre point just for knowledgeable. <laughs> Does Wiley all well educated apply? <laughs> I'll say yes. No successes. Okay. So, you know, uh, as a politician, I mean, I have everyone doing everything for me, but it, it doesn't hurt to know the way to like do it yourself. I mean, you could end up in a situation like this one. That's why I'm, I love going backpacking. So with, with no successes, I'll say you, you, you look at the thing, uh, you know what it needs. It needs some gas. That's all it needs. 
actually, the engine looks fine. And he like glances over the extremely rusted and broken down thing. <laughs> but I think we, we need some gas. So uh, where's the gas tank? Right side, left side. We're looking for like a little opening here. And he glances around. I'll say you look around and you see like in the back, near the back, there's like this big under, under, underhanging carriage thing, like a big gas thing. Uh, he like tries to open it up. So yeah, you and open up and the whole thing just snaps off in your hand, leaving like this big hole for like into the gas tank. Ah, uh, that's not good. But I mean, we don't have gas anyway. As you say that, you look around and behind you, there's like a, a group of barrels with the where they just you see like gas da, 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 in German above it. Hmm. If only we had like a hose, we could pump gas from one of these barrels straight into the truck. And then, Christian, you look, you, you, you trip over something, and you find it's a hole that's just curled up. Oh, hey, look at this. And she, like, recovers and picks it up and shows it to you. Do you think this will help? Great. With that, we can start a siphon. We just need to prop up one of these barrels so it's higher than the gas intake, drop in the hose into the barrel, carry over the other end, and then give it a little suck, you know? Okay, I'll say. Oh, I know. <laughs> if that's not a fucking genre point, then I haven't fucking seen one. <laughs> that is a genre point. <laughs> so you get, you get this set up. Kristen, want to do the honor? <laughs> For those of you, because we are playing, we show this podcast version. But if you were to see Quinn right now, he literally has his face in his palm and he has like two fingers open. So his eyes peek through and he's not quite sure if he wants to come back to this or not because it's taken the tone of a 1990s era Skinamax movie. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to cut away from this whether you set this up. <laughs> we're going to go back to the main group, to the three people who were left behind in the front office. No one ever listens to me. No one ever listens to how I say this stuff was right. Didn't I say that the Nazis were behind this? Didn't I? And I look at the the psychic gal. I look at Jinx. Does your mumble jumble tell you that your head? Do the spirits speak to you about what goes on here? And like as she's eating in the middle of eating like trail mix, she goes, <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, let me let me see what the spirits are saying about this place. Ooh, spirits, come out and speak to me. You laugh at me, you probably joke, but not far from this land in the town of in the country of fire rained down from the sky and destroyed creatures from the bowels of earth. Now, some say it's Space Force, but others say it was the devil and the Nazis flying around, stealing deers and murdering people in a hunt. The three of you, you hear like a noise suddenly come from like a hallway, a different hallway than the other two groups have gone through. Aren't you going to go check it out there, Mr. Muscle Man? I could do that, but I mean, you're lagging behind. Step up a little bit. What? Just because I don't rush to my death in a foolhardy attempt to gain dark knowledges like you. Ha! Have you ever looked into a... What's it called? <laughs> a vial of steroids? No, I mean a handbook on nutrition and workout. 
I've seen things. The sportsman's heart is twice as large as that of the slacker. General point for that. <laughs> Have you ever looked inside the Necromonicon and see the dark secrets of the Elder Gods that speak to you? I'm on point for that. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, but So who's going to go in that door over there? <laughs> we should go together. Come on. Yeah, we should. You two go, and then I'll go behind you. Follow my lead. <laughs> and he like, pushes forward. <laughs> the old man will grab Jinx's hands and just be like, like let him go first. <laughs> you know, like he's like, you know, we're right behind you. <laughs> yeah, you better be. Okay, so the three of you make your way through the tunnels as human looks at weird, oh, oh, sounds. And so you make your way through and you find yourselves in what looks like might have been like an old cafeteria area. You see like a bunch of old ta- like metal tables and stuff. You see, you, you, you see like old, what looks like a couple of old meals and just stains of spilled food and drink and stuff all the place. How old does this food look? Like it's, it should be dust by this point, but you know, it just, it just looks all very, very old and moldy. You actually see a couple of like spots where it's just like mold, just piles of mold, just grown over food and stuff. As it's quiet, in there, we we Jinx picks up on the the little clicking and clattering of, of people. It sounds like they're eating in her mind, and she she pauses for a moment and does a big sway. Oh, I'm getting strong feelings from this place. It's probably the mold spores. You should breathe through your uh, through your jacket if you can. Or you can breathe in the secrets of the universe and expand your man, mind to what lies around you. Okay, there's a point for Tillman and Chris for that. <laughs> so, stop doing the Why? Why? You brought your A game today, Chris. Well, thank you. Or thank okay, you, so the three of you, you start hearing the uh, like a skittering sound. It's like old, it sounds like, you know, like pans and pasta beans knocked around it. It's from coming from like the kitchen area. I just stop and look. I do the. <laughs> I stop and look around. I'm looking around the room. Is there any way out of this cafeteria? Well, yeah. There's like the the hallway you came in through, and there's like uh, another entrance, like going off deeper into the <laughs> complex, like on that side of the room. Is it on the opposite side of the where the noise is coming from? Yes, yeah, basically. So like, there's the door you came in. And there's like the cap the cafeteria, the kitchen on like your right area, and then on the opposite side of the room, there's the uh, another new hallway. I'm running towards that. My guy's like, just like, take it off. So he, as soon as he, you just stop running. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm out of there. <laughs> okay, so Rex and Jinx, you see the old man just start booking it for the other hallway after. What do you do? Hey, what? I, I mean, we have to keep up now. Come on, Jinx. <laughs> He's like, it's a race. <laughs> he like, passes me by. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself for saying this, but clearly I need to commune with the spirits here. Thank you. We get a genre point for that. So yeah, the, the two men just start racing off, and you're left behind as like the clicking and clattering of pans and pots starts to increase. Jinx will actually pull out from her backpack some of the like rocks and chalks and stuff. And she clears out an area and she pulls out some candles and she starts like getting ready to do a whole seance thing. She's trying to figure out what happened here. Give me a brains check for that. Do I get uh, knowledge of spiritualism? Yes. No success is okay then. I would like to re-roll. How many points is that again? 
for reroll, that's two, I believe. Okay. Spending two to do that. Triple twos. Okay, that's definitely enough for you to like, you feel around and using your somewhat legitimate psychic powers, you get like the, you know, there was the, the, the old soldiers here, they were guarding something and then something went wrong. Something got loose. I'm flying deer stealing Nazis. <laughs> Quiet, you're not there. <laughs> Fly deer stealing Nazis. Yeah, you, you hear that just real randomly from the hallway. No genre point for that. Do I get the impression that this thing that got loose is malicious? Yes. And as you, and as you get that impression, then you hear like the skittering and clattering pan stick closer to you, and then something leaps on you. Give me a bronze check. No successes. No successes. Okay, so again, this is your primary character, so you don't die instantly. You just uh, like you you feel like ah, this is just this thing is like, like clawing and scratching at your back. Can I ask you, director, for something real quick? What? Can I spend Morgan's four genre points to have the man show up and do a roundhouse kick to get it off her back? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. So I'm going to spend Morgan's four genre points because who likes old man? I don't. And then <laughs> No, actually, the genre points, they're for, they're for you, the player. You get oh, oh. each kick. Okay, I got you. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, cool, cool. So the survival points are for each character only. Okay. Genre yeah. points are for the player. Oh, okay, sweet. So I'm going to spend four genre points to show up and roundhouse kick that fucking whatever it is off her back when it when it lands on there. I'm just going to stand there all mysterious. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like looking at her. No jacket this time because he's been through some shit. So he just has his wife. Yeah, no, he, he, he's just like, he's just, uh, back's all cut up and bloody and stuff. <laughs> and so then he roundhouse kicks it. And then you see, you see like two glowing eyes. It's just like when you, like a deer or like a dog, whenever you like, shine a flashlight in their eyes and it glows. But it's doing that even though there's no light shining on it. You see that the, the thing just snarls at you and then it scurries back. It's, you see it's like about a foot and a half off the ground. And then it just goes back and deeper into like the uh, darkness of the kitchen. The man's gonna like look concerned for a second, you know, like put his glasses down, look over her, like 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 deep emotional, you know, thoughts on his face. And then he looks over, he sees you're okay, and he puts his glasses on. He looks around, and I'm gonna see. Look at the roof. What does the roof in this cafeteria look like? Does it look like it's brittle, like the roof from above? No, it looks pretty solid. So it's not like that other room, huh? No. Oh, thank goodness. Thank you. I don't know what I would have done as she like slowly tries to get up and, you know, her back's bleeding a little bit. There's something dark here and we need to take care of it. And he just nods for a little bit. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm going to pull her hand and like do the course, the misogynistic, like stay a yard behind me, but I'm going to hold your hand and walk forward through the through the door and look up in the like once we leave the cafeteria you know the entrance way that they came in i'm gonna look up at the ceiling and i'm looking for like uh you know like how basically i saw sunlight come through you know what i mean the ceiling i'm looking for somewhere that i can see weakness because i want to try something and see if i can get like sunlight out of there and make my point uh yeah i'll say that you find like you know, a weak spot where like you know water dripping through and i'm gonna like push her back real quick and then i'm gonna like <laughs> I'm going to run and go towards the wall and plant like my left foot on the wall and then do a backflip off the wall and try to kick the ceiling with my other foot to break a hole in it to make sunlight come through. And then land. That's a, that's a finesse check and you do not get spry for that. Oh, God damn you. They can't spoil me. All right, let me go ahead and try it here. Two fives. That's enough to 
<laughs> you, 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 you do kung fu your way and you'll kick a hole into the ceiling. How big of a, a source of light is it? Uh, you know, it's like a single person. They just stand straight yeah. under it. And I'm going to like put her in the light. I'm going to just be like, reach out my finger and put it on her lips. And just like then turn and go back in the cafeteria. And I'm just going to like start stomping my foot. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.